0: Today, we embark on a journey. We are embarking on the most traditional ways of gardening. We are going to start talking about preserving, all types of preserving, right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast.
1: To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm.
0: How good they will taste. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us so much. If you'd like to support our show, we are a listener-supported show. Please join us on Patreon, or you can buy t-shirts from our links below, and you could just subscribe to us on YouTube. We would love to see you over there. Thank you. Uh, Preserving. This has been something that Batavia and I have talked about for a long time, and we always interject it into episodes, but we don't actually Mm -hmm. do episodes on them until today it's epic right (laughs) maybe (laughs) in my own head it's epic
1: so this world premiere yeah world premiere
0: so this is just us basically um we're gonna break this out into seven episodes and one of them will be a patron only episode so you definitely might want to come check that out but we're gonna break down each individual type of um, preserving. I about said canning, but there's way more out there than just canning. Mm-hmm. Correct?
1: I was going back to look at my notes, and I think that that's actually a part of maybe even a misconception. Like when we think about gardening and preserving, I think maybe at least in the community now, canning is probably one of the first things that people think of.
0: Yeah, think of, not do. Yeah. yeah, there's that, yeah, too. I think,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, we've
0: said this before, that canning really seems like the holy grail to food preserving, but there's so much more you can do. And mm-hmm. um, we're going to be using this website that I have pulled up here, the National Center for Home Food Preservation. That's right, folks. It is a website and an agency paid for by everybody for us to <laughs> learn about canning. And this is what they deem is safe and unsafe for us to can or like I said, canning again to preserve at home. Yeah. So I'm going to just give you the little introduction from them. Um, Food preservation has permeated through every culture culture At nearly every moment in time. To survive, ancient man had to harness nature. In frozen climates, he froze seal meat on the ice. In tropical climates, he dried food in the sun. Food, by its nature, begins to spoil the moment it is harvested. Food preservation (laughs) enabled ancient man to make roots and live in one place and form a community you no longer had to consume the kill or harvest immediately but could preserve it for some later use each culture preserved their local food sources using the same basic methods of food preservation that is such a powerful statement it's like i i couldn't yeah. come up with it any better actually i use that's why they say phd i use that
1: site <laughs> yeah i use that site but i don't remember seeing or reading that bit and I think that it really resonates, yeah. I mean, plainly put. Um, it It's another reminder of, while clearly we have different access than, you know, man that they speak of, you know, in those days, it's still very natural what you and I and, and many of our listeners and gardeners around, you know, our country and the world do. Like, this is natural. Yeah growing food and then realizing that food isn't um going to be like available in its most fresh sense all the time so you instead have to preserve it a bit
0: yeah you do and i mean imagine if we were all still nomads and we just moved around (laughs) trying to find food all the time that would be crazy wouldn't it (laughs) but now it's just like they said We went from traversing the land to saying, you know what? This is where I want to live right now. Mm -hmm. And people did it all over from the Arctic all the way down to the equator and then obviously blow to the Antarctic. And well, I don't know about the Antarctic. Actually, did you hear that they just found pyramids on Antarctica?
1: No, I don't think so. Look
0: into that. Interesting little tidbit. Mm -hmm. Let me take my tinfoil hat off real quick. But, um, no, I mean, in all seriousness, it's, it's just crazy how something that we all take for granted catapulted human beings into this next stage of life to where we can now not worry about food, but we can create the internet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's a leap. Um, well, I mean, everything you see in the grocery store that's in a can, that's in a package, yeah. right? You <laughs> know, That's in the freezer section, right? That's all food that's been preserved for your purchase and then consumption. Uh, so it's one of those things where, you know, it's a great example of how we're disconnected from things. Yeah. And, and how it's still all around us, you know.
0: Yeah, I was going to look up... We um- just- because you said something pretty good there. You said, well, "Of course, I did." Everything in the grocery store is preserved.
1: Well, that's not exactly what I no, said. Well, I said everything that's X, Y, and Z. Okay. You know. So,
0: generally speaking, though, other than your mm-hmm. fresh fruits and vegetables,
1: exactly.
0: And I mean, look, you can even argue that meats are preserved in a way because they're chilled. Yeah. So, just to put that in perspective, in the United States, there's 63,328 supermarkets. So, that's how much food is preserved right there. And it's available at all times for you to go basically get whatever you want. Mm
1: -hmm, That's mm -hmm. crazy,
0: man. That is insane to think about.
1: But clearly, how about this? We have made the methods of preservation even more complex Right. You know, so perhaps you go back how many what was the how many thousands, tens of thousands of B.C.s that we talk about before when it came to the origin, 12,000 B.C.s. So clearly now when you think about the travel of food, the, you know, kind of the idea that you need to go and buy it and all that stuff like that's made this whole thing more complex. You know, the, the most simple and the closest that we can get back to the origin is going to your garden space. You know, picking or harvesting something and then preserving it because the amount of miles between wherever it was harvested and then the store that you buy it, one of those 63,000 grocery stores in the U.S., that's a long road, right? And there are a lot of steps in between that, you know, clearly aren't the most natural, right? You know, refrigerated trucks. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't begrudge like these inventions, you know, no. clearly there are many of many people that are being fed and surviving, you know, on this. But I think it's just pretty interesting that we've taken this concept right now. You have these grocery stores and we still can't make the connection between. Well, it's the same idea, just a shorter road yeah. you know, between your your backyard and, and your kitchen or your backyard and your pantry. So, I mean,
0: since you ask me, I don't begrudge the inventions. I begrudge the reliance on the inventions such as refrigerated food trucks and stuff like that. I just wish Mm -hmm. that more people could provide foods for their family from their gardens Mm -hmm. preserved. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be sitting here on this platform talking about, oh, I wish more people grew gardens. Like, obviously that, but preserving food in some shape or form, which since I asked, I'll go ahead and tell you, we're going to talk about drying, freezing, fermenting, pickling, curing, making jams and jellies and all types of canning. So all of those different things are food preservation. And I think that we need to really challenge ourselves between you and I, not to just refer to preservation as canning, because it's so much Mm -hmm. more than canning. I mean, if you look at it, that's That's um I can't do math in my head very quick. That's less than fifteen percent of food preservation is canning.
1: Uh huh, interesting. So
0: there's there's a whole lot there. You know what I mean?
1: I think um I think the only way that I'll be able to be deliberate in, you know, kind of food preserving and pres- preserving your food and food preservation is more than canning is if I do think about the grocery store and honestly you know I felt like that was a light bulb moment yeah. for me I really hadn't considered it in that way before um, and you I mean all of these things we're talking about um, which we have to be realistic as well like we're not sitting on I mean I have more food preserve from the grocery store than I do preserve from my garden right and there absolutely is a convenience factor here right you know I continue to talk about throughout our episodes regarding access and there's always that bit of like us taking for granted the thing that we're able to get to and how we're able to get to it It it's no different here Um, like easy isn't always better right
0: yeah I mean you know if I look at I'm going to mention this in one of the upcoming episodes for sure. But if I look at my cabinet and my kitchen, the method in which I use food preservation, not just what I preserve, but also purchase the most would be freezing. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the one that I Mm -hmm. use the
0: most, you know, so.
1: And that's pretty interesting because that's one of the more taxing when it comes to kind of like you pay overall more for that food. There's a continued cost, if you will, versus something that's sitting on your shelf, whether it's been dried or canned, you know, or it's curing. And I mean I'm 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 gonna agree. I mean, I'm there may be one or two thousand canned goods (laughs) in my cabinet. So um, it's a close second. Yeah, right. So freezing is probably number one, but The canned goods are a close second. Now I have over these recent years, I have managed to purchase less because there are other things that I'm preserving, you know, Um, and a part of this also, you kind of start trickling into, I'm a big fan of salads. And so salad dressings is something that I've historically bought a lot of. Um, Always checking expiration dates or best buy dates. But then you start to think about like more simplistic ways to enjoy whatever that is on the plate. Instead of like using a bottle of dressing, I got plenty of bottle man, dressing. I'm, and I'm, on, gonna a, continue to I'm use on a it.
0: serious Caesar kick lately. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, man, it's, uh. it's bad. It's bad. Mm. So as we sit here and we do this episode, number one, I'm breaking my number one rule for podcasting. I'm drinking a soda. I'm drinking mm-hmm. this mighty fine Cheerwine Zero. But um, in all seriousness, it's not a, not a sponsor at all. I'd love to because <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy Cheerwine, but mm-hmm. it's preserved. Right? Mm. It's preserved. It's a, a liquid in a can that I can drink up until the year. I think, oh, I don't even know what year. Maybe 2023?
1: You better hurry yeah. up. <laughs> oh, it ain't got a chance.
0: But I'm just saying, like, just something that simple, you know? And now mm-hmm, we're buying canned mm-hmm. waters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, honestly. Actually, I do know we're probably not going to get into canning drinks, but that's like a whole nother thing, too, which is really yeah. taken off with like home brews and stuff now. Mm-hmm, that's really mm-hmm. taken off in like winemaking and stuff like that. So that's definitely an option. Look, that's why exactly why I don't drink soda, because it makes you burp. Um, but yeah, it, it's just enjoying these things and it's made us to where we can live a more comfortable life in society i mean imagine Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you had to wake up every single day and you had to procure your food you had to cook it and then you had to eat the hell Mm -hmm. out of it so it didn't go away but then imagine those days where you couldn't get any food and you were hungry yeah now how many y'all get out there and you can answer all you want in the comments whatever about getting hangry you know what i'm saying (laughs)
1: like my
0: wife i love her i love her but i'm like we go out and i'm like baby you got a pack of crackers in your pocket? She's like, no. I'm like, Why don't you get in there? Get, she gets mad at me. I'm like, see, look, you're already hangry. We ain't even left the house lit yet.
1: Here's my tip. Uh-oh. Emergency yeah. snacks.
0: <laughs> well, when you have children, this you is, do have those.
1: It's absolutely a thing I've done since I was probably in my 20s for that exact reason. Um, and <laughs> my best girlfriend, we used to, you know, hang out. She'd say, you get some emergency snacks? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, of course I do. Like, all right, because we're going to be, look, we're going to be on this expressway for another 35 minutes. So it's going to take us longer than we thought. Um, But I mean, anything that you have packaged that you dump in your purse is a snack for later. Like all of that. I I mean, I think that I'm hoping we've, we're driving home and the point of, you know, we consume and interact with food preservation much more than you kind of think of. And there is a, obviously a line between where we are in our gardens, right? You know, many of the things, I mean, plainly put, with the exception of like, you know, no, all of it, it's been grown somewhere. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so it's been grown somewhere in someone's garden and someone's farm. Um, and now it's been packaged. I do, I want to explore, and this may This may need to be a discussion for our our patrons. I want to explore this balance between you have access to it, convenience, you know, if we're not at everything that we consume, we grow. Like, what's the balance between how much of one and not the other? Right. Like, I don't feel guilty at all buying, you know, a a can of pinto beans from the grocery store. Pinto beans are my favorite bean. Um, I don't feel guilty at all in not growing them in my garden. Now, we, we may see in 2023, I may be doing some different things, but I'm okay with that, right? The amount of pinto beans I eat in a sitting, it makes sense for me. It's very easy for me to open a can and keep it moving, right? You know, I could add some onions for my garden. I could do that, right? Um, but what's that balance? Like, how much are you looking to preserve of what you all consume for your family, right? Compared to what you're purchasing. Um, That's something to think about, not necessarily to break down here. Well, it's
0: also something to consider is not only just to feed your family, but how much do you want to preserve for yourself? Meaning, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. enjoying that food when it's out of season, yeah, You know, um, <clears throat> I've mentioned on the show probably about 5,232.3 times that we are seasonal eaters in our house. Mm-hmm. And um, just to recap that very briefly, uh, seasonal eating is like, hey, apples are in season. They When they grow in the United States, we eat them. And then when they come from other countries, we don't. Now, sometimes we will say, hey, it came from Mexico or something like that, mm-hmm. and we'll eat it. But we don't eat like chili, like. Um, oranges from Chile or South Africa or anything like that. But when you talk about food preservation and me preserving my own food, now I have no problems eating those outside of season because I grew those and harvested them and preserved mm-hmm. them myself. Therefore, we go. and we, That's how we kind of look at that. That being said... Or,
1: or you bought them during the season, whether it's locally or from the grocery yeah. store, and you preserved that, yeah. right? You, you're you consuming it, or at least you're kind of pressing that pause button. You're preserving it at its peak. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. And this isn't a um, seasonal eating episode. Coming soon to the Backyard Gardens podcast. But, because um, there's a debate that somebody actually stole my term. So, we're going to work on that a little bit. Uh, litigations to follow. But...
1: You don't want me as a witness, brother. (laughs) You'd be the worst witness ever.
0: Did he come up with this? You know, I forgot. That's exactly how it would go. But, you know, food preservation, the goal with this is not necessarily step by step. This is how you do it. This is what you do. Blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. On our other platforms, we will provide stuff like that at our own discretion. This is more of a discussion about it and things to look out for while doing it. Mm -hmm. Issues that could arise from each individual one, because each one that I looked at and I mentioned earlier, just briefly, I can see different issues that would come into this because there is a fear from home gardeners and homesteaders Mm -hmm. about... Canning, preserving, pickling, whatever. There's a a natural fear because it seems very complicated. But when we look at it, people have been growing doing this from the beginning of time, essentially. I mean, look. (laughs) Spoiler alert, people have been drying food since twelve thousand BC. Okay, fourteen thousand years. It's that's the beginning of time in my mind. I don't know about you, but um that's way back. So if we think about that, like this is to demystify and to inform you about what you can expect and how you could go wrong and screw it up for, you know, just Mm -hmm. to be blunt, which I'm pretty good at being blunt, honestly. So,
1: But it's also to build some confidence to to have, you know, for preserving to be at at top of mind when we talk about, you know, our gardens and what our plans are for our gardens. Um, and in comes the positive bunny here yeah. yeah
0: well and that too And throughout this discussion I am going to be curious and maybe we should do this here this is off the cuff feel free to say no we should definitely say like how much we do of each one of these and if by the end of the episodes <laughs> we should say if we would consider doing more of this as we talk about them because this is a good like it's a good eye opener to be like oh yeah I forgot about that method I could do Mm -hmm. more of this or what can I, you know, what different things can I dry or ferment or something? You know, I think that's important, too, because that'll help you with your garden plans moving forward and changing what you grow with the mindset of preserving. And if you're scared (laughs) of canning, then let's pluck that out of there. And use all yeah. these other methods for can or for preserving. Dempsey, there for I go. Preserving. By the end of mm-hmm. this series, I promise you, I won't say canning every time I think of preserving. I promise.
1: I feel like it's just you. I feel like I have it under Not control because I've
0: been talking a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. So, in this order, everybody, check it out: drying, freezing, fermenting, uh, pickling, curing jams and jellies pressure canning and water canning and if we can come up with any more we'll throw those in there and if we can't then we won't so everybody check out all (laughs) our links please we are a listener supporter podcast so please check us out on patreon youtube teespring to get your t-shirts and all your other crap that people wear and use all that good stuff and um until next time see ya we hope you enjoyed today's show Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV.
1: Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardenstv.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens.
0: And Don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time.
1: All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast.
1: If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up.
0: You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description.
1: With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya.